0: Are you ready to lift your life to another level? Your best days are ahead of you, and opportunity is knocking at your door daily. And your time for success in life is now. Welcome to the Ideal Life Podcast. Get ready to empower your dreams and take over your destiny. Now, here is your life coach, author, and motivational speaker, Shane Warren. Hello, everybody. This is Shane, and I want to welcome you again to this episode of The Ideal Life. Now, many of you have been a little shook up over our last uh, podcast where we started a discussion answering a question, Can America Survive? Well, today I'm going to continue that discussion. Some of you said it was too pointed. Some of you criticized that it was a little too harsh and it chided you a little bit. And even though, yes, I agree to some of those things, I believe that my purpose still is pure in that I want to stir you up not only to love America, but to get America back in the right direction. I know like you, uh, as I watch the news, I become more and more frustrated with our politicians. I get frustrated with the moral relativism, the things that are attacking the very fabric of America. So today, I want to continue this thought of Can America Survive by dealing specifically with the points uh, that I kind of just blew through in our last episode. And uh, again, some of you had made the statement in your comments that you left that I was a little bit off track as a preacher by criticizing America. Well, I kind of take the view of James Baldwin. He said, I love America more than any other country in this world, and it is exactly for this reason that I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. I believe that it is my responsibility as an American citizen, as a preacher of the gospel, as a leader of organizations to actually give constructive criticism about our nation and where we need to take it. Dwight D. Eisenhower made a powerful statement about our nation. He said there is nothing wrong with America that faith, love of freedom, intelligence, and energy of her citizens cannot cure. I believe that. Wholeheartedly. So let me just say today that I believe right off the bat, I want you to know that the best days of America are in head, ahead of her and they're not behind her. I believe that there is hope for this nation and any nation who will turn their heart toward God. Now, in our last episode of The Ideal Life, we tried to figure out how did we get to where we are in America. America right now is on a chaotic collision course. And if we don't turn America around, we're going to lose this great nation of ours to a lot of different things. And it's not just the liberal agenda. There's a lot of different agendas that are in the earth right now. The real question that we've got to answer is how do we get here? We don't know how to fix something. We can't turn something around till we figure out how we got here. The answer to that question is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 9, verse 17, where the writer said, the wicked will be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. The truth is we got to where we are right now because as Americans and as a nation, we have forgotten God. And I believe that if America continues, continues to willingly reject God, push Him out of our nation... I can assure you that God is going to lift the hedge of protection and that providence that has kept this great nation for all these many years is going to be lifted and we're going to be headed for a collision course with chaos, unlike anything that we've ever seen. So what we need to do is we need to wake up and we need to, more importantly than anything, return to the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So how do we turn America around? How do we remember the God of America? Well, last time in our discussion, I hit these real fast, but I want to take a little time today to deal with them in a little more detail. Number one, first thing we've got to do to remember the God of America is we've got to return to the truth of God's word. You see, Pontius Pilate was asked a question at the judgment ceremonies of Jesus that has plagued man ever since the beginning of time. Here's his question. What is truth? It's debated in its universities by the most brilliant minds of world history. Today, they debate the question of what is truth. Now, relativism teaches that there is no such thing as absolute truth. And since there's no absolute truth, then there's no, not a real moral compass for anyone. Whatever's right for you might not be right for me, but it's still right because it's right for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible calls this self-deception. And it is leading to the collapse of our civilization just as it has led every civilization into collapse throughout the history of the world. There was a moral collapse in Israel that led to the national chaos of the time. When you read Judges chapter 17, verse 6, the Bible says how Israel got to where they were, to where they went into captivity, is every man did what was right in his own eyes. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is extremely deceitful above all things. So if we leave it up to our own eyes, then we're going to deceive our own selves into thinking that what is right for us, it must be right in its totality. But that's not necessarily the truth. This is what we call moral relativism. So what we've got to do is we've got to figure out what truth is, because there, if there's absolute truth, then there, there can be a source of morality that we can lean upon. What is truth? Well, John chapter 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus said, your word is truth. The word of God, ladies and gentlemen, is truth. Science prove that proves that there is a, such a thing as absolute truth. Did you know that Isaac Newton and the law, of, the, the law of gravity, I know you studied that in stool. Did you know that you can vote against the law of gravity? You can pass laws saying that the law of gravity is not truth. You can call it uh, a right-wing conspiracy saying it's not truth. But did you know that if you jump off a building, the law of gravity is going to kick in and what Isaac Newton tried to teach as a law is going to go to working in your life. And you're going to get hurt when you jump off that building and hit the ground. Why is that? Because the law of gravity is truth, whether you believe it's right or it's not right. Let me give you an example. I love to go out into the woods and hike and camp and things of that nature. And when I go into the woods hiking, I use a compass to help get me around. You know, if I were to do this right now, and I've done this before in churches, if I were to have you to stand up and to close your eyes right now and to point to what you thought was due north, whenever ever whenever I whenever I had anyone to open their eyes, inevitably they would be pointing in every different direction. But did you know the compass knows true north by magnetic attraction, which God has created? that compass is right. It doesn't matter how you feel, what you think about it. There is an absolute true north. If you don't believe that, go walking in the woods on a long hike without a compass or out any maps, and you will find yourself lost, and you'll be you'll become keenly aware that you need some form of absolute direction. Well, the Bible, the Word of God, is the compass for the soul. It clearly points to what truth is because it is truth. It is really the only thing on this side of eternity that truth can be measured by. So everything else that everybody says is truth might not necessarily be true. It might seem right even to your own eyes, but it has to be measured by the Word of God. This is the reason we have the canon of Scripture. It is the rule of faith. You see, the Word of God points clearly to Jesus, who is the only way to the Father. And truth is not something. It's not just a something. It is a someone. Truth is found in this person called Jesus Christ. John chapter 5 verse 39, Jesus told us to search the scripture for in them you will find eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible remains the only source of divine revelation and power that can sustain you as a Christian in your walk with God. I want you to Pay attention to these very significant promises in the Scripture. The Bible is the source number one of truth. John 17, 17, again, sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. Uh, then the Bible says that, the, that uh, the word of God is a source of God's blessing. Listen to what the word of God said. But he said more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. If you obey the word of God, it ends up bringing blessing to your life. The Word of God is a source of victory. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 says, the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, can bring you victory. The Word of God brings growth in your personal life. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, As newborn babes desire the pure, sincere milk of the Word of God that you may grow thereby. You've got to have the Word of God if you want to grow. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, The Word of God is the source of power. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. Psalm chapter 119, 105 says, The Word of God is the source of guidance. So again, I want to just enumerate these for you. The Word of God is the source of truth. It's the source of God's blessing. It's the source of victory. It's the source of growth. It's the source of power. It's the source of Of guidance, Yet right now, ignorance of the Word of God is at an all-time high in our nation. There used to be a general knowledge of the Word of God by a lot of people because there were certain aspects of Christianity that were woven throughout the fabric of our culture. But slowly but surely, the revisionist and and, uh, the liberal agenda has removed that from the fabric of our culture. And now we are finding ourselves in the woods Lost needing direction. So, on this today, on this episode of today's ideal life, I want to encourage you, get your face out of Facebook and put your face in God's book. Why don't you make the Word of God a priority? I challenge you every single day, get up and begin your life with the Word of God, even if it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Just start reading somewhere. If you've never started reading the Word of God, start in the Gospel of John. Start reading about the life of Jesus, and I can promise that it'll inspire you. encourage you and it will instruct you. The Word of God is the key that I want to leave you with today so that you can live your ideal life. Go out and chase your dream because God's dream for you is bigger than you think. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Ideal Life Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time.